everybody and welcome to Interviews with a Percy Grower. I am Mackie from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. This episode is with a good friend of mine, Temple Grower. He's a moderator over at Percy'sGrowRoom.com. This guy knows his shit about mixing his own soil. So if you are looking at growing organically and building your own living soil in the future, then there's going to be some information in this podcast that is going to be useful to you. Cool. Hit a fat one. Maybe two. <laughs> Enjoy the show. So, when did you learn about um, living soil and shit like that? Have you always grown in living soil? Is that your first thing? Yeah. Well, the reason I do that is, uh, you know, I, I looked at everything, hydro and deep water culture and uh, cocoa, kind of the mix between hydro and then the super soil. But for my purposes, and back when I, I really started intensively growing, I was um, doing a lot of field work. So I'd be away for like, two to four weeks kind of at a time um, and cocoa obviously you know like you gotta be feeding that shit every day and measuring yeah. nutrients and really watching the stuff and my girlfriend like she's a chemist and she would have no issue measuring nutrients like that's what she basically does at work is, is measure shit and dilute and digest and she don't want to come home and, and do that kind of work <laughs> well that, yeah exactly and she and she doesn't smoke either so she's not like as into the you know spending time just looking at a leaf like i am kind of thing so what I had to do was basically make it as self-sufficient and as, as easy as possible for me to, to be away. Like basically tell anybody with a brain, just come over, dump a bunch of fucking water in the plants and then leave. Just do up the tent for the love of God. <laughs> <It's all laughs> yeah. So yeah, it works pretty well for, for what I need. I mean, sweet. It's super low maintenance. I mean, well, it's, impo- it's an important thing that growers need to consider. You know, everybody yeah. has a different situation that they're in. Absolutely. And yeah. you have to find out what medium is going to work best for you. If you've got the time to do it every day, go with cocoa, man. That's my shit. Yeah. You know, that's what I'd recommend. But if you don't, then go with the soil. Yeah. Um, soil's not bad. I mean, it, it takes a lot of time at the start. Uh, it took me, I made a batch up about 60, 70 gallons of uh, soil two days ago, and it took me about maybe an hour and a half mixing it. I did it in my house because I'm an idiot. And yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. well, it's still. Missus was happy with that. Well, she wasn't home, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I got all the shit out of the fucking house. There's a bunch of perlite dust floating around, and I should have been wearing a mask and stuff. But Yeah, you're supposed yeah, to wear like, a mask when you're dealing with perlite. That shit's kind of oh, really yeah. bad. Yeah, so the process or whatever. But, I mean, that's one thing to consider, right? If, you, if you're if you growing in an apartment or in a, in a shared thing where you just don't want, you know, your neighbors walking by and looking at you mixed with a bunch of soil at the fucking swimming pool in the backyard. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, no. cocoa is probably easier. Um, but yeah, it's all situational. I, I like soil just because. I mean, I don't know. I'm lazy, so once it's done, it's done. As long as you don't get bugs and shit, which mm. this this grow has been pretty good for that. And if you're smart, like you won't. I was just a fucking moron last time, and I got. Now, growing know. soil is hard, man. It's it's not easy. I've tried it, and it's just not as easy as uh, hydroponics. Because I started in hydro. So, you like know, hydro, hydro? different. Yeah, DWC was my first. Yeah, okay. And went in and so put fucking the actual deep end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And it was a beast, man. It was a quality grow. And then I did a couple yeah. more after that as well, and it was always good. But you know, yeah, the pumps no, that's were something I want to try. That's the thing, right? I don't want to do any, all that maintenance, really. And, I, and not that it's hard. You know, there's maintenance you do as a soil grow, too. Yeah. But I'm just more keen on that type of shit than, than fixing a pump and fucking cleaning out homes. But it's the noise, shit, man. It's the noise, you know, because in the UK, you grow illegally, so you always have to be yeah. cautious. You know, and yeah. 
all day long you could just hear yeah i can hear that man here like i fucking ballast i have it right below me and where we sleep in our room and at night it's just yeah just from the ballast yeah well it's on a it's on a crate which i could probably move to to reduce that i used to have it bolted right to the fucking beam one of the cross or the support beams and that was really loud yeah (laughs) but no it's not so bad i have fans and shit and and going as well so i'm kind of used to it now but uh yeah, I mean, if it was in your living room, that would be fucked. Me I want to really, I want to try the blood tables and shit. I don't have the space for it right now, but just like this greenhouse that I applied at, uh, one of the questions in the interview that they were asking me, because I got into talking about my, well, they asked me about soil and shit, and I got into talking about living soil. Like, oh, how do you, how do you know that? Uh, well, I grow cannabis. <laughs> and they were pretty interested, actually, after, and they got into asking me about hydro and stuff, too. Oh, cool. like, I've never grown in pure hydro but i was checking out their their setups yeah they have like fucking 10 by 10 flood tables and, and stuff like that which i'm super the, the run to waste or whatever you call it actually. yeah ebb and flow yeah so i've never really uh, seen any of that actually running so i'm super pumped to, to check that out too and uh, maybe even try it out in the tent eventually here yeah it's super cool man you know it's yeah. a great way to grow but, but uh, the that whole that is, organics is just uh, it's just so natural and and nice, you know, the whole idea of it is romantic to some extent. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about the bacteria fucking helping out. And I mean, there is a lot of people who say the weed tastes better. I mean, I don't really know. I think so. I think because I've done, well, I've done pseudo organics. I haven't gone full living soil, but I've done soil with organic nutrients. Yeah. And there, yeah. there is a slightly different air to the taste. Yeah. Because uh, like, the, the first Jack Arrow grown was in organics. Yeah. And it was good, man. It was real fucking good. But this shit's just as good. There's a little hint of fucking flavor missing. Like, a certain, I don't know how to think, describe it, man. There's a certain flavor, just a little it, pungency in the background that isn't there when it's not organic. I wonder if that's like maybe only detectable maybe to us, you know, with the higher... Maybe, maybe it's just fucking placebo not, effect or something, man. Yeah, you know, maybe I'm just biased. Too, right? You know, it could just be the strain. It could be the light. It could be many different fucking things. I think so, yeah. It was yeah. super difficult to fucking to standardize every variable and then only change, you know, one. Mm-hmm. Because every grill is so different from the last grow. And even if you're, yeah, you're doing the same shit with the same shit, it's going to be different. Because so. yeah, at the same time, when I moved to the organics, I also changed to CMH. Oh, yeah. Uh, LEC. I, I, I want to try one of those eventually here. They, they pull yeah, a lot less wattage. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have a, instead of a 600 watt HPS, which I usually use in uh, a one meter by one meter tent. Yeah. It's 315 watt CMH. You know, it's pretty much yeah. half the wattage. And it's much better quality light. They make uh, 630s too, I think, right? Yeah, that yeah. D- Double ended, uh, 315 twice. Yeah. Yeah, no, those those look really, really nice. And, uh, yeah, they're all quality. You see, it's got one of them. Yeah. I, I definitely want to check one of those out. That's not a super common one. Like, I think it is common, but it's not one you hear people talk about often when it's usually just hps or hid i guess versus yeah yeah metal uh, and hps and or dual spectrum yeah but yeah i guess when you even talk about hid most people are only talking about hps and yeah lines, so yeah no i definitely want to check one of those out uh, it's just the old school because them lights are easy to get hold of yeah yeah I mean, back, back here in the uk uh, back in the day before it was before well before it was illegal before it was legal it's not fucking legal but you know before you could go out and buy everything you need from the shop down the road mm-hmm. people would go to the street lights and take bulbs out of them because they were hps 
<laughs> fucking crazy, man. People climbing up fucking street lamps and stealing bulbs out of fucking street Yeah, lamps. well, it's good fucking bulbs, I bet, up there, yeah. But, but now, in expensive. the UK, we're making the change to LED. <laughs> We're taking a step away from the the whole HBS orange glow streetlights, yeah. and we're going to these yeah. LED panels, man. They look shit up. It's like yeah. I, I want to climb up there and steal one of them and see what it can fucking do, man. Like <laughs> yeah, a bunch of invisible suns. Yeah, all, all over on. the fucking street. Yeah, but it's so much more efficient, you know, running sure. LED rather than HBS. Oh yeah, I have HBS. I is fucking heat, man. It's ninety percent mm-hmm. heat or something. So yeah, yeah they're they're bright as fuck. Residual but... waste, man. Yeah, I had to run my cool tube again because my tent, my, my basement's about, well, the ambient temperature at night, for example, last night it was about 14 and a half degrees, 13 degrees. With the, uh, with my HPS on, it gets it up to fucking 28, 30 degrees. So it's almost like 15 degree difference. So I have to run my cool tube, which helps because I pump yeah. hot air into the basement and then it kind of balances the uh, temperature a little bit better. But yeah, those things, I mean, if, if you need them, they're great for heat, but not great for most people because heat is generally the issue that a lot of people run into. Right? So. Yeah. And it's a lot of waste of electricity. Yeah. When you, well, that you too, know. yeah. Fuck. 600 yeah. watts, man. Yeah. And a lot of heat gets wasted. Yeah. I get pissed off looking at like the invisible suns and stuff. They're not that much less, but I know the light that you're going to get and the spread of that light is going to be like, you know, 10 times fucking better. Well, the, the light I've got is um, the ish 480. So I think it's uh, 480 watts. But it right. gives an equivalent of 800 watt HPS light output. Yeah. You know, even with those, those Mars, you know, like, fuck. Yeah. Are, that, uh, Zian's really impressed with that uh, TS2000 he's got. Yeah. And I'm, he's always uh, been a HID grower. And now he's just moved to LED and he's, he said he's really impressed about the way the plant's grown with the structure and all that. I ran old Mars before they came out with the TS series. Their their high end lights were their Mars Two series. Yeah, the Epistars. Yeah, I have got one, man. Mars. I've got the Epistar two fifty or something. I can't remember what it is, but that's a good light, man. Yeah, no, they're fucking great. But uh, I have the nine hundred and the sixteen hundred, so it was like a mm-hmm. six seven hundred dollar light, right? Yeah, beast. Um, but they're heavy as fuck. Like it weighs like thirty five pounds, and they pull just as much wattage out of the wall as an HPS. Like it's six hundred watts. Yeah, well, much um, better light output. Yeah, the buds that I grew with it were just oh, they were so dense. fucking dense and just yeah. unreal. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that with LED. LED just makes your buds into rocks. The first time I grew an LED grow with my uh, m- my first Mars Hydro, mm-hmm. and, you know, I've harvested it and it's all dry and it's all done, and then I'm, I'm chopping it and putting it. And I got metal tins for my uh, for the buds to go in, and it was like donk, donk, yeah. donk. <laughs> Every time it went, it was like, damn, it's like fucking, you know, when, when the cowboys, ding, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. crazy, man. Because Never had buds fucking, that fucking solid. I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm running in my small tent right now. I have Mars, their old version of the, the TS2000 wide. It's the Mars Reflector 144. So right. it's like a rectangle. So it fits the two by four foot tent perfectly. Mm. And those are those, uh, remember those uh, trichome pictures I posted the other day on yeah. the forums there? Um, and I just posted some more pictures of the, the actual plants, I think. But uh, yeah, those are from that that LED in there, and they're they look phenomenal. I'm super pumped to to chop those later this week. Nice. So, yeah. No, I like the LEDs. It's just uh, yeah, they uh, I don't know, they're a little bit more upfront. Just that's it. The, the initial cost is always the uh, the off-putting thing but, to any grower. Yeah, you, know, you get HPS really, set up that work well for a hundred pound. Yeah, but fuck, you got to put new bulbs in an HPS every. 
maybe two grows, you know? And that's no, I don't do that years. shit. <laughs> the bulbs I've well, fucking lasted me years, yeah. man. To be honest, I've used mine, yeah, for three, four grows now. That's the beauty about growing growing weed, right? You can uh, you can fuck up all the time, but I mean, you know, unless you you're not producing anything, but you should be learning each grow to get better and better. Like that's how it's kind of progressed for me, at least. And my first grow was good for I, like relatively thinking back on it, but thinking back, I was like, man, I should have done this, 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 or this, but. You don't know that until you, you fucking figure it out. So. You don't know that until you fuck up. Yeah. You, know? Everybody does. you learn a lot from mistakes, man. Everybody learns a lot from mistakes. Yeah. You learn a lot about yourself, the way you handle the mistakes you make. Sure. You know? It's important too. But, uh, I mean, I I definitely understand, and at least with the cannabis growing sphere, you know, not everybody has access to a ton of genetics, so you don't want to fuck up. And I mean, Percy's is great for that. Lots of people that you hear saying, like, oh, I was... I sat on the site for, you know, a month before, two or fucking even a year. Like, uh, one guy, I can't remember, was saying he, he did his research for over a year before he actually started growing. I read, uh, I have Jorge Cervantes' uh, Cannabis Encyclopedia, like that big 600-page purple motherfucker. Yeah, man, legend. Oh, so amazing, that book. And I read that thing from cover to cover before I really started getting into growing. Like, see, well, he, he released it in 2015, so it was like right when I had started. Um, most of the shit that I had learned was just from cannabis culture. So the forums actually being at yeah. here on those uh, forums for so many years, they had a lot of good tutorials, but again, it was, it's a lot of hearsay and it's a lot of growers saying it's like, it's this way and this is the best way. But yeah. I mean, not Rather than my saying, situation. You can do it like this or you can do it like this or do it like this. This will yeah. also work. A good example right now, my grow um, with the Jack hairs, I've had to kind of switch to a, a regular, like, hydro well not hydro but salt based grow now with my fertilizer because i had diluted my soil prior to um, this batch of plants because i had really high nitrogen in there so i was like i'll just dump some more potting soil in there to kind of dilute it a bit yeah and i dumped apparently way too fucking much because (laughs) after this last uh shit storm of a sunday that i had with the flushing and uh, trying to fix the ph of all my my plants and calibrating the meter because it was off and all this crazy shit. Um, it, uh, it turns out I only have 600 PPM in my runoff, which normally yeah, at this point in the game, yeah, it's about three to 4,000 PPM in my super soil. So they're fucking pretty starving <laughs> right now. And it shows, I mean, they're, the leaves are pretty light green and pretty papery feeling. They're, they're not really super robust, thick, nice, juicy ones. You know what I mean? So what are you going to do? You're, gonna, you're feeding them salt-based newts now. Yeah, I have some just fucking basic 20-20-20 with some added micronutrients. 20-20-20? What the fuck is that? What's that one called? Uh, Plant Prod Ultimate. (laughs) It's just basic general fertilizer. Yeah, well, the thing is, is they're pretty, they're starving for everything. They have a deficiency. There's nitrogen. And I'm assuming, like, I haven't shown any potassium and stuff like that. But I I imagine, you know, there's nothing in the soil. So I don't know what the fuck they're eating. But, um... They seem to be coming back now. I fed them a couple, I guess it would have been Sunday. Um, it would take a while to adjust because the salt-based nutrients are going to affect the microbiomes, aren't they? Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I'm not dumping any more of my compost tea. I'm not using any more of my uh, kelp juice. I'm kind of, well, basically it was a cold turkey switch to uh, to that. But I mean, again, there, there's not a lot of activity. or There might be a lot of microbial. I didn't look through a microscope to have that tested or anything. So 
there might be a lot of microbial activity in there or potentially could be in there, but there's not a lot of like food in there for them to be fucking with anyway. So if they all get roasted, I don't really give a shit at this point because I just need, uh, I need my plants to eat. So. Yeah. I say it's, it's much easier to go from organic onto salt rather than salt onto oh, yeah. organic. You know? oh, hell yeah. Right. They'll be fine, man. They'll be fine. They'll survive. Yep. You know, they always do. We'll just get some more yep. food down them and they'll smash it. No, I'm going to go get some maybe bloom specific fertilizer because I can use that shit for my other plants that I grow around here too, eventually too. So, yeah. yeah. Some more organic bloom fertilizer. Yeah. I'll go see what the, the, the garden store has. But um, yeah, no, it's looking good. They're coming back. Like we said, they're, they're looking healthier now. My, my limoncello haze was the worst hit because like I didn't fucking realize, but I, I just randomly, I was like, oh, I'll take this litmus paper and stick it in my irrigation water that I usually just keep an airstone in or whatever to yeah. keep my reservoir oxygenated or whatever. Fucking shit was 8.1 or around 8. Like, my paper turned green. Like, it's supposed to be orange, according to the color chart. Yeah, it was awful. So I totally recalibrated my meter. I flushed uh, that lemoncello haze because I was getting the, the nutrient kind of lockout symptoms where the leaves, the new growth was like curling like the reverse canoe kind of, and then curling down real fucking bad. Um, and in my experience, that's from improper pH water. Um, yeah. I had that happen on a plant. Um, I grew maybe a year ago because I was experimenting on it, actually just feeding it pure tap water without any sort of pH down or anything like that. And yeah, after about a, a two week period of that, the, the new growth was just like, I, I think I posted a picture on, on Percy's at some point, but yeah, it was fucked. Like it was just, it looked like this gnarly, just nasty growth, horrible, sick plant. But then I was like, oh, I'll pH the water and then flush it and then you know, give it some better water now. And then mm. It eventually did recover. The new growth started being straight. It was one of the problems I had as well when I uh, grew in soil yeah. and I yeah. did the organics. Because the organic yeah. nutrients I was using were coming out of bottles. It was advanced nutrients it was. And it, it, oh, yeah. it you know, it was... Even though it was coming out of bottles, they had some rating on it that was like, this is the most organic shit you can get, whatever. You know, and advanced nutrients are always good. I've used them plenty, but it's the first time I used organic shit. But I was always told that in soil, you don't need to worry about your pH so much because it's got a buffer and, uh, and all yeah. this, you know. And I've always grown in hydro, so I've always pH to 5.8. And now they're saying, no. no, you don't need to worry about it so much. I'm like, all right, cool. My, my water comes out at like 7.2 anyway, you know, so yeah, it's fine to just put straight into my good, plants. Yeah. Sure. But then when I'm using no. this this organic food and I'm adding it and I'm not checking the pH, when I got to flower mainly it happened when I was using the flowering food, but right. I wasn't checking the pH and the plants weren't looking good, man. The leaves were falling off and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? What, what am I doing wrong here? I haven't got a clue. You know, in cocoa, flush, refeed, pounce, fix. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah no, cocoa's super, like if you do get problems, you just... Fix it in a couple of days and that's what's so beautiful about cocoa, but this soil, yeah. it was baffling me. So eventually, I was like, I'm going to check the pH on this shit. And I checked the pH in my water. It was like 8.5 or some stupid shit like that, man. It wow. was crazy alkaline. And it, wow. it was because to keep this this food, this plant food, a, a longer shelf life because it's mm -hmm. organic shit. And it was actual shit, man. It's like, I've never spilt nutrients before. Never. Right? <laughs> but when I went to organics, when I've got fox shit, it smells like a fox ate some fish and then shit it out. That's yeah. what was fucking in this bottle. And oh, I knocked shit. a litre bottle all over my carpet, man. And my grow room smelt for about a fucking month. Never uh, spill any salt-based newts. As soon as I go to organics, oopsie fucking daisy. Typical. Typical. Yeah. But it, to keep it fresh in the bottle, 
yeah. on the shelf life, they made it really alkaline. So the bacteria can't survive or something. It makes it right. a longer shelf life. Well, I didn't realize this and I was just adding it to my water and not realizing a, that it was changing the pH so much. Yeah. That's a super, super important thing. Like even me, like I didn't, uh, I've been feeding like that, that uh, plant prod 2020, 20 stuff I mentioned. Yeah. Um, I threw it because I was like, well, I want to use no TDS, just pure distilled water to, to reset. And, and once I flush my plants, I wanted to use that water to, to feed with, right? Um, just so I could eliminate any variables and only put a little, like a quarter strength of uh, the nutrient. Um, and then some Epsom salts, I think I put in there as well. But I tested the pH because I was like, I better test this. I've been testing pH all day. Why wouldn't I test this now? And yeah, the uh, the salt based newts, the salt based newt, salt based newts that I dumped in, as well as the Epsom salts, brought the fucking pH from a seven, which distilled water is about a seven if it's clean, down to like fucking five point three. Whoa. Which was, I mean, totally the opposite side of the spectrum of where I wanted to be from mm. the basic version. So yeah, I had to do some mixing and stuff. But yeah, no, it's it's really, really important to to whatever whatever nutrients you're using, whether it's organic based or salt based, yeah, pH is fucking huge. Yeah, it's massive, man. You, people underestimate how important that is. Oh, you know, it's yeah. like they'll see a problem on their plant and they'll instantly assume I've got a deficiency or I'm feeding right. too much. And it's like the first thing you need to be checking is the pH in the medium. Yeah. Because if the pH yeah. is off, it don't fucking matter how much food is in there. That's right. And that yeah. could even be worse because then you get toxic salt buildup. And then, mm -hmm. you know, like that's, a, that's another problem on top of improper pH. You know, The plant might might uh, have the right amount of food in the soil, but if the pH is off, it can't eat it. Yeah, but if you have, exactly. if you're just dumping in more fertilizer because you're getting these deficiency syndrome, then you're fucking, yeah, you're compounding the problem. Even more. And this so, is why it's important to check EC, man. Hell yeah. TDS or PPM of the runoff and the feed. You know, that's yeah. how you really know what's going on in that medium. Well, it's, yeah. uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's chemistry really. And it's important yeah, yeah. to, uh, to do a little bit of due diligence for the shit. Because if you really want to, be able to grow good weed all the time and properly. Yeah, this is it's something you have to monitor for sure. So, what do you use for no, pH sure. up and down? Do you use anything organic, or you use like just a chemical, via link or something? Fucking uh, general hydroponics pH down. This is my choice. Just and it's not because I like the brand or anything. I just that was what. The, yeah, it's the just there. Yeah, yeah. The same it's as me. I use a vital link. I think, but it's only because think, it's pH up yeah. and down. You know. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much, I, I would imagine, I haven't looked at any other products actually, but it's got citric acid, phosphoric acid, and monoaminium, ammonium sulfate, I think. Oh. Not, I don't know what, uh, what uh, that, that last one, I think it's monoaminium sulfate, but they're just, yeah, they're, they're, they're weak acids, food grade acids that are used for this exact purpose. They're not, it's not like a, a strong acid, like, you know, you know, sulfuric or nitric acid, that'll yeah. really fuck up your plants i'm not a chemist and i really should um next well the next podcast i'll go talk to cheryl and stuff and i'll uh, <laughs> get, get, get the missus on man we'll have all free yeah well <laughs> i'll get i'll get the lowdown on the on the acid stuff so that i can really kind of explain uh some of that shit and it, it actually ties into the super soil too with the, the addition of some interesting amendments like glacial rock dust and these basalt dust and stuff that you actually need some pretty serious acidic conditions to break down and put the nutrients that are in these products into a form that the plants can uptake. So with the typical acids that you'll find in your soil and the microbial activity, it actually takes a really fucking long time. So yeah. any super soil recipe that recommends you put these rock based dusts um, in your soil may not 
you all you might be just wasting your money in a sense that unless you're doing it for like long long term like a year longer or if you reuse your soil that would be good but in three months generally there's not a lot of activity so so when you build your soil what ingredients are you using to build the soil um i use well as a base it's just any high quality potting soil a lot of people like the pro mixes or the sunshine number three or four i can't remember which one is the the good one yeah um and then, in, so you uh, could use like fox farm or, or yeah or, yeah any uh, any yeah. I, any high quality, just inert, you know, sphagnum, peat, moss, vermiculite. Um, so you're looking for mixed. something without um, nutrients in it. Yes, as as your base, because you okay. you're going to be adding your nutrients in into that mix, right? Okay. So you don't want any anything that's additional that you don't know the exact levels of, I guess. So you wouldn't want to use cocoa. You you the peat moss is the best way, right? Well, yeah, whatever your potting soil. Some potting soil I know incorporate cocoa into their mix. It's not going to be a hundred percent cocoa, but I guess, I mean, you, just for some drainage. Yeah, I've never actually tried that, but you, I don't see why you couldn't use cocoa and then mix the manure and mix the, you know, everything, the worm castings and everything else. Because cocoa, it's pretty, like, it's not like, like, uh, wiry. Like, I've never actually seen cocoa. I've only seen the bricks. I've never seen it expand. So. It's, it's a lot like soil, man. It feels a lot yeah, like it, soil. Okay, so yeah, you could probably use cocoa with, with no issue, I, I would think. That's actually interesting. Maybe I, I should try a cocoa base instead of a soil like a, a, a potting soil based mix. even the potting but, soil's got a little bit of food in there right um sometimes yeah the stuff i have i bought some with worm castings already incorporated but yeah generally there's there's not a lot if there is it might be good for the first couple weeks yeah, yeah. for your seedlings but yeah it's, it's super low as long as it's properly made potting soil it's not like has a bunch of contaminants or fucking shit but yeah, any high quality potting soil, you need about 105 liters, I think my recipe calls for. Um, it's the same as, uh, like I, my recipe is actually an amended version of, of uh, Big High, and it's uh, Subcool. I'm sure everybody knows. Ah, subcool. subcool, man. Yeah. Rest in, Rest peace. in peace. Yeah. Fuck. Damn. But um, his recipe is phenomenal. And it's, yeah, he, I think he adapted his from Big Highs as well. Um, I'm not too sure. So, so you've got your exactly your, there, your base. So, so it could be potting yes. mix or yeah, cocoa. Potting mix. Um, and you're cocoa. Want, yeah. Yeah. Either way, I'm I'm gonna tr actually try that. Maybe this summer I'll, I'll buy a, a couple things of cocoa and then make a little mix and, and see how that goes too. Cause that nice. that'd be interesting. I wonder if it's cheaper. Yeah, cocoa's um, cheap, man, and it's really usable as well. So maybe I can like use the cocoa which I've been using and stick that into some living soil. Let it go cook yeah. for a while. Yeah. Or you can just even incorporate it out to like a raised bed outside and grow some carrots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I do anyway. I dump my cocoa in the garden and grow normal plants yeah. in it. Yeah, me too. So what um, then? No, what you add next? A, yeah, so you get your base of your soil. Um, how much is that? Like fifty percent or? Uh, how many gallons oh, of the of the overall amount? Does I that make up the bulk of it? Yeah, I would say that's that for sure. That's the bulk. I don't actually know the proportions. I should actually do the ratio. One mm. part this and two parts that and stuff. I just have it in the in like amounts that you would see written on the bag because the bags are usually right. sold in you know fifty liters or whatever it is. So, but yeah, basically the recipe will make you about sixty fifty five to sixty gallons of soil, which is two hundred forty. Yeah, it lasts me all year with uh, three grows uh, with three or six to eight three gallon pots per grow so it's pretty efficient but yeah anyway um 
after your base, you need your uh, your nutrients, I guess. So for nitrogen, I use, I use blood meal. Um, there's lots of different options for for your nitrogen base. I find blood meal is a pretty consistently available and cheap source. Yeah, um, one one of the cheaper sources. Like, and especially at the end of the season, if you find like the garden stores are trying to clear out bags of it or whatever. I did that last year, and I got like I don't know a few kilograms for like half price. And the shit doesn't go bad, so you just keep it, right? But yeah, blood meal for nitrogen, um, bone meal for phosphorus, and there's a little bit more nitrogen in that as well. Um, then I get some worm castings in there for, uh, well, depending on what the worms eat. It, that's one of those things that's kind of hard to, to standardize in terms of the nutritional content, but um, generally it depends not, on what the worms eat, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. But generally, they're not super, super high. I use worm castings more for the, uh, like the, I guess, the micronutrient profile. And they, they feed the uh, the microbes and stuff, too, that, that mm. I absorb. So they're good for that, as well as they have microbes on them. I guess, yeah, that was even the other point. They, they carry their own kind of microbes that help help uh, do their thing in the soil. And then I use uh, perlite, generally, for my aeration. Uh, vermiculite's another popular one. I just tend to stay, stay away from vermiculite because... It's, How much uh, perlite are you putting in? About a third? Uh, fuck. Maybe 10 to 15 liters of it. I don't know what that really equates to, but it's not that much. Mm. It, enough, like, I, if anybody wants to see this stuff, I'm going to put some pictures up on the website uh, of some, like, uh, a mix, and you can see kind of the, the distribution of the perlite in the, in the soil to kind of get an idea of how much I put in, but you don't want too, too much because you want your, your soil to be able to, to hold water. You don't yeah. want to be watering it every single day. So it no, doesn't I've read in places well. as well that perlite can affect the microbiome and all the bacteria in the medium as well. Oh, yeah? Mm. yeah I wouldn't put it – I wouldn't doubt it. Um, I've never, I guess, read that. But, uh, yeah, I, I would be, wouldn't be surprised that it does have some impact in some way. Um, but, you know, you need that drainage, man. Yeah. Well, in my experience, it seems to be okay. But yeah, the reason I, like I was going to say, I don't use vermiculite. Um, it, uh, in the past, vermiculite's made from a mineral called mica. And mica is, in the past, I don't know so much anymore, been associated with asbestos in the mines that it comes from. Okay. So there might, like, in the past, like I say, in the past, um, when the regulations were shittier, there was potential, when you use this stuff, it might have had a asbestos in it because yeah like i say the mineral that it comes from is mined in the same place and it comes from yeah. the same type of deposits as uh as this stuff but like i say it depends on where your source is and i don't think that's very common anymore but um vermiculite's great perlite's great um whatever you like to use for your drainage just wear a mask just to be sure yeah yeah i use perlite because it's cheap again like i tried to amend this so it's for local inputs mainly and the, the most cost effective way to do that as well so either, uh, yeah, for drainage, perlite, um, if you're going to use compost, the other, one of the other ingredients is compost and or manure. In my experience, compost is amazing. Um, mm. It's just really, again, hard to standardize depending on what you're putting in your compost. Exactly. Bin. And it's another difficult thing, making your own compost. Yeah. As yeah. well as uh, you can bring in unwanted visitors. Uh, which oh, I yeah. In my, yeah. You're supposed to let that, that shit compost, like, because compost gets hot, doesn't it? it depends on the style, yeah. If you can do a hot compost, that's the best. Because then, yeah, you'll you'll be killing your pathogens, your weed seeds, your your insect eggs. Because, um, yeah, my compost in the summer here gets up to, like, you know, 60 degrees Celsius I've measured it at. 
It's wow. Fucking hot. Fucking yeah, it's, hell, man. It's awesome. I love my compost. Yeah, but, it's just so natural, isn't it? Beautiful, man. Yeah, it's, it's great stuff. And if you can use it, like if you can really um, guarantee that you're not going to be bringing shit in, because it's a really, you know, it's great stuff, but, but the problems you're going to encounter potentially are probably not worth using it. Yeah, it's always a concern, man. Yeah, so what I do in the, in the, in the, uh, well, in the not use compost, I guess, I use manure, steer manure or uh, sheep manure, which is super fucking cheap. You go to most garden stores and they have giant, like, 20 kg bags for five bucks. Or if you yeah. know a farmer and he composts <laughs> and mixes them. He's going out and buying shit in bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's great stuff. Compost yeah, and, and manure both both help. Like compost more so for aeration. It, it's great for water retention as well as drainage, which is kind of strange, but it does both. As well as, you know, it gives you some nutrients and the microbes. And there's really nothing bad about compost except for the potential for insects and, and pathogens and shit. So manure does all of that too, except you got to be careful with it because uh, it's not as air. It doesn't do as well for aeration in your soil as uh, compost does just because it's very, very uh, moisture rich. And it's pretty dense stuff. Yeah. So you got to you just be careful not to use maybe too, too much comp or uh, manure if you're, if you're going to go that route. But in my experience, manure works better just for the problems that you don't get. And it still gives you a lot of the, the benefits that compost will. So, yeah, basically potting soil, blood, mo- blood meal, bone meal. Worm castings, perlite, manure, Epsom salts. I do a cup of Epsom salts for uh, magnesium and some mm-hmm. sulfur. And as well as the dolomite lime that you mentioned before for, uh, well, it gives you calcium, it gives you magnesium, but it's mostly for the buffer, like you said. Yeah, it's the pH. pH. Uh, but again, if you're an idiot like me and you're feeding the, the, the plants pH 8.0 water in the first place, like the dolomitic lime helps to buffer from some severe acidic conditions. Yeah, you know, you can only do so much, shouldn't it? Yeah. It's not going to buffer from basic conditions, though, because it of itself, calcium carbonate and magnesium carbonate are they're alkaline minerals, I guess. So they react and they release alkaline. Um, well, they make the soil more alkaline, and that's how it, it affects uh, or keeps it from becoming too acidic. But it doesn't work the other way, right? Mm, okay. It needs acid to, to react. So if you're dumping in more basic water into an already basic um, medium, you know, it's not it's just <laughs> alkaline. So yeah, medium. Sorry. But yeah, that's what you want. Uh, so then, what, once you you've cooked all that, is that everything that goes in it now? Yeah, that's everything. And um, then, will you just stick it in a big barrel and? Yeah, yeah basically, I mix it all up in one of those kiddie swimming pools. Um, use a rake and kind of try to homogenize yeah. and incorporate it all mixed together as best I can. Perlite's the hardest because it, it can tend to, you find pockets of it and shit and it's, it gets really dusty and stuff. But yeah, just mix it real good as best you can. Take uh, you know your shovel and tr- transfer it to a big barrel. I use like a 60 gallon drum with a lid on it. So I put uh, all the soil in this drum and then I take it outside or if, usually I'm outside doing this, but I was uh, inside this time. So take it outside and then roll it around a whole bunch just to mix it up like a cement mixer kind of idea yeah, yeah. So obviously i don't have a, a cement mixer or anything like that yet so i have to <laughs> yet <laughs> yeah well, i'm working on building some kind of contraption just so i can just two basically long metal poles or something like that so i can turn uh, the barrel on top of them and it'll 
it'll roll a bit easier. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, you just like stick some fucking tubes around it as well, so it just rolls. That'd be easy. Yeah, basically, yeah. So uh, eventually I'll get around to that, but it's still winter here, so I can't do more than yard yet. Which uh, was interesting, actually, pushing that fucking thing out in the snow. It was, it was easier because there's less friction with the snow and the ice, but I almost fucking biffed her. <laughs> Pretty slippery. It's good. But it was fun. Yeah, that's all there is to it. You know, you just add those ingredients. All if anybody wants the recipe, check out Percy's, and uh, it's posted on there. I got to update it. Uh, just Google Temper Growers Soil Recipe. I think you'll find it. Yeah, probably. I think it comes up. Uh, yeah, it's pretty well. well SEO'd, man. Most shit will get found from Percy's if you just Google nice. the right term. Yeah, yeah. So do that. Uh, but like I said, it's based on subcools. I've just amended it for my uh, my local inputs of what we have around here. Yeah, that's an important factor as well. You know, try and source locally as much as possible because yeah. the bacteria is local. Yes, that's that's a huge thing that a lot of people forget. You know, like bacteria and fungus strains and stuff that are de- developed in southern United States or over in Europe or over in Asia or somewhere, they might not survive here in Canada. So if you can yeah. get as local as you possibly can, those those are going to be the better uh, bacterial and fungus strains that are really going to fucking you know do what you want instead you know, of just dying. And that's it, man. It, it all sounds so lovely, but all that setup and shit sounds like a mission. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then well, let, I, letting it sit for two months as well—that's a—that's a big. Yeah. But it has to. Be you don't have to let. Yeah, time. not well. You don't have to let it sit that long. I only usually let mine sit for at least two weeks. Usually around four weeks. But yeah. Uh, and you leave that lid on as well. So is it like locked yeah. in with the air? Yeah, I open it up just kind of like uh, curing. You know. You okay. Your, burp the jar every once in a while or every yeah. day a couple times a day that's what i do with this stuff too normally like i say it's outside so this is all very much easier to do but yeah it's kind of a pain in the ass to do inside or for anybody that doesn't have room for a fucking giant drum or a yard to push it around in so i'm gonna do it one day man i'm gonna do it yeah. one day one day it's just a mission yeah, it's, it's great because i mean you can use the shit for whatever you want, right? I, I have an, a 40-year-old aloe vera plant that's in my living room that's, it's fucking huge. Yeah, I bet, man. It's, it's impressive. I, I don't like to brag usually, but this plant is, is, is nice. <laughs> I'm super happy with it. it. It's, it is, like you say, a little bit more work at the start, but when, once yeah. it's going, like, my time spent watering, all I do is go down, like, I have to pH my water. And I have to carry a fucking 27 liter jug down my stairs because Oof. the tap down in my basement is connected to my outside taps, which have to be turned off during the winter because the pipes are freezing first. Yeah. They don't. Mm-hmm. So it's fucking pain in the ass, but I don't know. It's a good exercise, I guess. But uh, other than that, um, all I do is go down there, open my tent, look at my ladies and marvel at them and shit and take some pictures. And then I just fucking dump some water and leave. No measuring, no nothing. You don't get any deficiencies throughout the grow? Mm-mm. No, Not if I do it right. Yeah, last it's one I, I start, yeah. yeah, but uh, I'm, like I said, I'm back to basics this grow. Not fucking around with any new stupid ingredients or compost or trying. Like, I bought some of this new uh, fish emulsion shit because I, I think I posted a picture too. Um, I used to use kelp meat or kelp juice kind of stuff for uh, like a weekly shot of bacteria food and just to help the plants or whatever. It's, it's good for them or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I was like, oh, they got this new shit here. It's uh, $4 cheaper and it's got kelp in it. <laughs> it's fish emulsion and it's got some others. It's a five 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 two 
or 5.22 blend, where my normal stuff is 0 0.5, 0.1, 0.1, 0.5. Okay. I was not really used as a fertilizer per se, but this fucking fish shit, man, is like, I'm sure it's good, but oh, it smells. And uh, it just leaves this weird ass film. And it, I feel like it clogs up the soil or something. It's like, like oily or something like that. So. Yeah. It don't sound very nice, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna use it for my outside shit this this uh this spring, I think. But yeah, I'm gonna have to go back to the other shit. But that could be a reason too why why things went fucking a little awry because, like I said, I mean, don't fix it if it's not broken, right? And I was like, fuck. So what size patch do you go in? I hear that you're supposed to use this kind of soil in a, in a, at least five gallons. Mm. So the microbiome is a nice place to live. Yeah, fuck the microbiome. I only do three gallons. <laughs> I can live in one of those like Tokyo style apartment buildings. Oh, yeah, true, true. It's a modern generation, man. <laughs> you don't need so yeah, no, much. I... You got a phone in you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Little kitchenette. That's all you need. Everybody orders out anyway, so who cooks these days? But yeah, true. But anyway, yeah, no, I, I use three gallon pots. I'm experimenting right now, actually, with two gallon pots. Um, to see if I can kind of do a, a sea of green type deal instead of, but yeah, three, I like three gallons. It seems like, um, for the, the size of plants that I grow and the length of time that they're in there, it's, it's perfect. They only start showing deficiencies right near the end of the grow, uh, okay. kind of right during harvest. Typically it finishes much like your cocoa type plants when you stop feeding them for two weeks or whatever, they start yeah. eating themselves kind of yellowing and all that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Same things happens with this. That's what I was trying to if, or, uh, ultimately do is find the, like, the perfect balance of the amount of nutrients and stuff in the soil for the length of time that I'm growing and for the amount of soil that I use per pot. Because I'm, you know, very cheap and uh, I'm trying to... to Save uh, money, man, you know? Yeah, like best bang for your buck, you know? You don't want to be wasting shit. Exactly. But, Just take time so, more than anything, this uh, soil building. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. And... Luckily for me, I mean, I have uh, gurus like Subkul and Bikai and a lot of other people online that have fucking done this shit for years and years and mm -hmm. tried all these different things. Standing on the shoulders of giants, man. Yeah, so, yeah basically. Um, and me with, with a little bit of the background that I have with my geology shit, I kind of, I don't know, I, I'm able to find local or more local inputs and stuff and translate that into, into what I put in my soil versus just trying to find, you know, bat guano or something like that, which you can find, but it's this expensive shit here. Why not just use alfalfa or something instead, where mm. Saskatchewan grows alfalfa fucking everywhere. Right? It's, it's all about the active ingredient, isn't it? Yeah? yeah, that's all you need. And there's lots of good resources. Like, um, if you if you are interested in, in finding alternatives and stuff, you just, you just gotta look, right? So, yeah, it's fun because you get to try different things and, uh, it's like making a big cake, basically. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what makes the cake taste the best, right? <laughs> I don't know. My weed is good. Everybody that I give it to seems happy with it. And, uh, like, I have some of the whitest burning ash on this last mm. Afghani Kush that I've ever, ever seen in any weed. So I I can't yeah. flush. So, I mean, I don't know what that's about, but it's, it's whiter than me. And I'm super white. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you don't go outside much. You live in Canada with the fucking freezing cold. You know, uh, right? It's yeah. growing in my basement even more. So yeah, it's it's great stuff. Um, highly recommend it if you can do it. And uh, if you're, if you feel like 
you know, just like starting a garden, it's a lot of work doing all your planning, planting your fucking seedlings, transferring them outside, blah, blah, blah. But once they're in the garden, you just, you know, huck a bunch of water on it every couple of weeks and it's fucking good. It's kind of the same deal here. So with, and with cocoa, I guess it seems like it's less work, but I, I think it's probably both. Yeah, over Let's the say, long term. Having yeah, to measure your shit just, every, every probably, night, right? Yeah, yeah, balance out the same, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's so just, yeah, yeah you, you spread all the work out versus yeah. doing it all in one go. The most important thing is that can you dedicate time to it every day? I mean, if you can dedicate time to it every day, then cocoa is good, man. But even mm. if I, you know, if I had space and I had the time to cook the soil and, and I had the experience to, to grow in living soil, then that's the way I'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know, Seems like, I mean, wherever you see, um, like well, Canada, we have the black market, you know, alive and well, and all these mail order sites. Um, if you see any any product on these sites that's quote living soil grown, they're always selling it at a premium for some reason. So mm-hmm. people are like, obviously that's mostly marketing shit, but yeah, there is something. You can to buy it. living soil over here in a bag, and it's like yeah. fifty pound for fifty liters. Yeah, you can. There's lots of guys doing that here, actually. Yeah. But then you, that that is against the whole fucking principle, man. You haven't made your own compost with the local bacteria in it and all that shit, you know. Th- and it's yeah. an important factor if you want to do it right. Yeah. But you know, and again, give credit still grow. credits to too. So I know most of these motherfuckers that are coming up with these products are reading the same goddamn forum posts that I was. So yeah. Cool you know, all that shit. So at least. Tell us where you got your shit. You know, you didn't no, it's, it's one of the things that pisses me off about the legal cannabis market as well. Our people are out there charging money for courses from information that they all gained free from forums like ours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not ours, because ours hasn't been around for very long, but forums like ours. Yeah. Forums and websites, they've gone and gathered all this information up for free, and now they're selling it off for stupid money. It's like, stop mm-hmm. paying money to learn how to grow and just come over to Percy's, man. We'll teach you for free. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's my mentality with these. Well, I've only done the one talk now, but... Yeah, I want to, you know, spread the fucking message and show people like yeah. how easy it is to get seeds, how to make seeds. Exactly. That's all a very cheap, cheap uh, endeavor, comparatively to you know brewing your own alcohol or what mm-hmm. the what the companies are telling you that it costs. Them. It's not expensive. It's just it's a lot more fun as well, man. It's so good for your mental health. I find. I said this earlier to some guy in the chat. You know, it's just good for your mental health. To mm-hmm. have that thing every day, you can go check on it. You enjoy it. You know, you can spend some yeah. time. Yeah, you know, it's like meditation it's a- time. Yeah, it's a goal, right? I mean, it's something, yeah, you, you have to, you're not gonna, just going to do it and then, you know, a week before you're done, ah, fuck it. Yeah. Nobody does that. Nobody quits. It's something, yeah, you, you wake up every day and you have that routine and it keeps you on schedule and it keeps you kind of motivated to, to do something, which is uh, important for a lot of people. So where do we find you online, TG? You are you on Instagram? Uh, no, no Instagram, no. Oh, uh, right, Twitter. Twitter, yeah. Twitter, yeah. I guess my name is Chase underscore underscore B, or you can just search Temple Grower. Either way, you'll find me there. I'm on Percy's most of the days. And you're doing um, talks as well, right? You, you've got talks coming up in Canada? Yeah, I don't have any more scheduled, but I mean, people have been, well, I've been talking to some people about some potential things that uh, might come up in the future here. And I do want to do sort of maybe a voiceover type deal with this presentation and, and maybe release it in in chapters or something um you know seedling stage vegetative and, and really get into some details you should that do, good shit man you sent me all the all the work you've been doing yeah that's good. Well, that's it's updated now I've, I've changed a bunch of shit because i realized there's some things i well definitely some better. stuff that yeah. yeah for sure like like always right but yeah uh, same everything man 
Yeah, no, that'll that'll be up at some point here. So keep uh, keep your ears open and your eyes for that. That'll be good. And then yeah, we'll see what the future brings. Yeah. That's right, man. Come and check it all out. Percy'sGrowroom.com. Lovely. Can't wait till my jacks are done. To be fair, fuck it. I'm already missing the jack era. That was a lovely week. That was. I've been taking some uh, leaves just around the, the base away for airflow and shit like that. And the smell that's coming off of those is just mm. fucking phenomenal. So sweet. It, but... Yeah, Jack Harris pocket strain. Yeah, really pumped for that. Until next time, man. We, we've got to do this again soon. Yeah, no, we will for sure. I'll, uh... All right, nice one, TG. Yeah, later. Thanks for listening, Percy Growers. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as me and TG enjoyed recording it. We discussed a lot. We both got a lot of common interests. We're going to have to get Temple Grower on again at some point so we can discuss even more. If you've got any questions, you can find me or Temple Grower over at percysgrowroom.com and we're always happy to answer any questions you have. The next episode will be in two weeks. We release them every two weeks on a Thursday. The next show is going to be with a good friend of mine, the GMO from Growing 420. I hope to see you then. Until next time.